Hey mom friend, we are back again and we are going to be dipping our toes into the postpartum pool. For those of us who have had or are currently pregnant, know how much pregnancy and birth can take a toll on our bodies. And it seems to be more obvious as the older we get and the more kids we have. The one major part of our body that bears a lot of weight throughout our entire pregnancy and is so crucial for childbirth and beyond is our pelvic floor. So today I have Christina Wall sharing with you all things pelvic floor, what is normal, what is not normal, and what are some holistic things we can do to help support our pelvic floor. Christina Walsh is a New Orleans mama of two living with pelvic floor issues. Christina is a physical therapist specializing in integrative manual therapy and the co-creator of Tighten Your Tinkler. Christina and her co-founder Jen Lormond have a combined 36 years of experience supporting postpartum women holistically through prolapse, diastasis, recti, and more. Their proprietary protocol helps women solve pelvic floor problems without kegels or internal vaginal devices from the comfort of their own homes. Her and Jen have been featured on Women's Journals, Health, Physical Therapy, Happy Home Birth, Listen Up with Natalie Jill and CBS News. Christina's mission is to free more mamas from embarrassing pee leaks, chronic back and hip pain, and painful sex, and in doing so, helping them to restore their dignity, functional strength, and trust in their own bodies. I am so excited to share this interview with you, so let's get inside and get started. Hey mama, welcome to Simplify Birth and Motherhood. I am Amanda. I am a wife and mom of four. I have had a hospital birth, unexpected c-section a few home births and now i'm a birth advocate childbirth educator and your cheerleader in the toughest hood of them all motherhood do you wish you knew what options were available to you when becoming a new mom or adding more to the mix are you ready to nurture and build up your mom gut so you can be more confident educated and bold in this podcast you will begin to understand find support and turn knowledge into power through education and resources for pregnancy, childbirth, postpartum, and for the early years of motherhood. If you are ready to get clarity to empower your birth and motherhood journey, then throw up your unbrushed hair, hike up your high-waisted pants because sister, <laughs> I know you are wearing them. Put the baby in the ergo and let's start feeding our God-given mom guts. See you inside. All right, everyone, I am so excited for you guys to be joining in today because like I said in our little intro, we have an amazing, amazing guest on today and she is so sweet. We got chatting a little bit and let me tell you, we can just go on for like hours and hours and hours. So why don't you say hi, Christina? Hi, everybody. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you, Amanda, for having me. No, I... I'm honored. I always feel it's always like such a reverse feeling because sometimes when I have people on my podcast or when I interview on other podcasts, they're like, we're so thankful that you're here. I'm like, I'm thankful that I'm here because like, I'm so honored that you like agreed to come on and we were able to just all work this out. I mean, it's just I always feel blessed. Like it I'm is. the one who's fortunate, well, you know, <laughs> it is. It, it It's all the upward spiral of good energy in the world of women supporting women, mamas supporting other mamas. That's what we love being a part of. So it is, it is, it's special for both of us. <laughs> I know. And like, 
it's so good to know when we do have moms who are like for us and totally with us, because sometimes we just don't have our own people in our lives who are okay with our decisions or who do support our decisions. Or even if it goes like against the grain, like providers are even our own spouses, our family members just sometimes are not very supportive, but we're just like following our mom gut, but getting like, you know, stoned as we're like walk the path of like of our own motherhood journey, which is all unique for everybody. So it's really great to connect with other moms and other birth workers who are just on that same level. Cause it's like, we're in this together. Like, we'll, we'll take the beatings with you, you know, because we know that we're doing the right thing and we're together on it. So we're just going to walk this path together. So it's always really great to, you know, meet other women who are like-minded. Totally. And I always love the way you mentioned it's all about tuning into your own wisdom. And that is, how we got here. It was all an accident. I'll talk more about that, but a happy accident because that's often how we find our calling is right. It's comes, it comes to us and it's inspired. And we, we trust that. And we walk that path of listening to our body and our woman's wisdom and then, and then sharing that with others. And it happens organically. And, and here we are. I know, right? Yeah. Well, tell us on the topic of, you know, your stories to tell us a little bit about kind of what you have gone through and how you got to where you are now. Totally. It. So I'm, well, I'm Christina Walsh. I'm half of Tighten Your Tinkler. The other half is my brilliant partner, Jen Lorman, who is an exercise physiologist extraordinaire. I'm a licensed physical therapist. So together we've been called the dynamic duo. We've got a buddy cop energy that accidentally happened as we started taking care of women, <laughs> women together. Good you know, cop, bad like, cop. Yeah, like... totally. All, it all just happens. Um, it is, it is truly when it's right, it's, it's organic and feels good. And we were instantly connected when she hopped on my treatment table after the birth of her third. And I hadn't had kids yet. And she was looking for care for prolapsed pelvic floor issues and diastasis, that separation of the abdominals. And we had an incredible session. I'm my specialty in my body work practice is craniosacral therapy. So it's a little, it's outside the box from traditional PT already. And then the two of us like, sparks flew. It was like a soul sister connection in what we're passionate about, what our values are, what our missions mission is and taking care of other women. And she invited me to come practice in her clinic. And she was already training moms as an exercise physiologist. But then I had my kids, I had my first one and I was left despite a birth center birth that went as according to plan as a birth can go with a doula and a midwife present, I ended up pushing for two and a half hours because of positioning and, and just the things that can happen in birth. And I ended up being left with some pelvic floor issues and some back and hip problems and some pressure and some heaviness. She was already dealing with so much of that from a more traumatic birth and multiple births. And then we became so aligned in finding a different way than what we were being pitched to solve these problems for ourselves. We're like, wow, between the two of us, we have different birth stories and we can relate to so many different women, but we both need help for these issues. And we did not like what was being offered. She was being pitched a major reconstructive surgery at 36. She was like, no, I'm not doing that. (laughs) That's not going to be my story. And she tried all the Kegels. She tried this thing and that thing. 
and none of it was working well enough. And the two of us went to a continuing education course and found an entirely new tool and an entirely new approach that we then refined into a protocol that we are total nerds for what we do. And we're like, wow, this is really working for us. How can we get this out there for the world? This is going to make a huge impact. And we're like, we're going to do research. So our crazy behinds partnered with a professor and did a three-year university research study to test our holistic outside-the-box protocol for healing these issues because it worked for us. We're like, you know, testimonials aren't going to change the world. We've got to make this into data. Yeah. No That's what idea. people need sometimes. They right? need the data. Well, yeah. We need both. We need both. We need the relate connect through story, but then know, is this going to work for me? And who is this for? And how does it work? And so we got our research published in the journal of women's and pelvic health, physical therapy. And we thought, oh, this is the splash we were meant to make in the world. Wow. And then women from our research kept coming back and we're like, can you please make videos of this? Like, this has changed my life. I need to share this with my cousin, but she lives in Pennsylvania and my sister is in Florida and she really needs this. And enough women came back to us that we thought we have to listen to this. And we made it a professionally done online program. And years later, the rest is history, letting, getting the word out to women that there is an alternative way to address these issues from the comfort of your own home. And there are so many action steps that you can begin taking choices you can make right now, starting today that will have a positive impact on this healing journey for you. And, you know, I know we're going to go over all this, but like what's normal and what's not, you know, there's so much confusion. Even medical providers are telling women, you just have to live with this you, this is just a normal part of getting older or having kids. And the answer is no. (laughs) And it's surprisingly easy to make positive change. And that's the message of hope and healing that we are here to share. That's awesome. I love that. I love how you were describing that you guys just met and there was sparks. Cause I just think that sometimes partnering with people and working with people that see your vision and know your vision is so crucial when it comes to strengthening your mom gut, because it's like, that's just only going to more like affirm you that you are headed in the right direction. And so I love that. And I loved how you were talking about the whole data, you know, doing the data and doing all the research, because I just think that with comes to health, we hear a lot of like, and particularly like when it comes to birth health or pregnancy health or postpartum health, there is so many things that are just out there that are just kind of in a sense, like a little hocus pocus, like in a way of like, you know, the underlying thing is you need to spend this amount of money to do it, you know, to get it right. And it's like, well, I don't want to do that. And so it's like the data is so helpful because it's like, okay, this is what the data says, which means that if I do this at home, I can be successful. Or if I know and do this, then I know that we can have, we can do this here or there. And I know that it's going to work versus like, I'm just kind of spending my money or spending my time on something that hasn't even really been shown any data to help me, you know what I mean? Or my particular situation. So I love that. Yeah. And I, I love the way you always talk about the wisdom and the mom gut, because there is a component of that too. While we want to turn to 
knowing what we can expect. And it's really amazing to be able to have that data and to be able to say, if you have these things happening, here's what we can promise you with confidence. And here's how we know. And that's an incredible Mm -hmm. thing to be able to say that with so much confidence and to know, but there's also still a component when you choose to work with anyone for issues as intimate as the ones that we support women through, you do have to turn inward and say, what path is right for me? Is Mm -hmm. this path or this path calling me no matter where the data lies, right? So there's a component of both where we want to tune into our intuition, our mom gut. And we also want to look at those numbers and know with confidence we're making a wise choice. And so both are so important in this journey of mothering and birth. (laughs) Right. And I think too, the data just feeds it feeds your mom gut because it's like if you have nothing to feed it like it's going to be weak like you're not going to be able to know you know like the more you feed it the more you're going to be able to hear it and it's going to be a way louder than your not so like your panic gut like you know your mom panic gut you know or you're just kind of going with the wind type of gut and so I feel like if you have nothing to feed it then it's not, you're not going to really know what your body or what your mom gut is saying. So we need stuff to feed that gut. We need it. And a lot of it has to do with data. A lot of that has to do with, you know, um, we talk about birth stories, you know, on the podcast and you and I, you know, definitely do have that very similar, you know, they're so important to read and so important to listen to and to know. So that's just feeding that. If there's nothing to feed it, then you know, we're not going to be able to hear our mom get. So absolutely. And when you have that confidence, when you make a choice about your care or the care of your family or children in these vulnerable places, you can put two feet in. And it's so important that when we make a choice for our family or our body or our health, that we know it's right for us and that we can put two feet in because that's, what's going to get us the result that we're after is going Mm -hmm. all in with something that we know we can trust. Right. It's an incredible part of listening to our gut and using that and the data to know when we make that choice, this is aligned for me, for my health, for my family. Right. And I think something is, you know, when we talk about the pelvic floor, I think what will be very important for you to kind of um, give us a little wisdom on is to understand why the pelvic floor gets so destroyed and why, because we have to know like, okay, well, why, why is it like that? How does it get like that to understand how important it is to make sure that it is strong and supportive (laughs) and not just particularly just in postpartum, because if, you know, as you know, you know, if we don't have the proper means or tools or education on how to know how to take care of our pelvic floor, um, it's going to affect us like later on. And like yeah. when we're not in postpartum, it's going to yep. affect our intimacy. It's going to affect our social situations. It's going to affect us on the regular basis. I mean, just yeah, by simply we- living. Totally. And how we're able to show up in that role of mother that is the most important one for us. Can I carry my child? Can I be present with them in the times and in the ways and the positions that I have always dreamed of? And pelvic floor health is that's what it's about. It's about taking care of you so you can be present for the things that matter most in the end for your spouse, for yourself Mm -hmm. and your children over the lifespan, as you said. Yeah. So tell us what the pelvic floor is and what changes it goes through during and after pregnancy that affect our postpartum and particularly 
does it affect women who've had cesareans? These are and fantastic I, questions. You yes. know, you know what I think about that. <laughs> yes, it does. But I want you to elaborate Absolutely. and explain to us why. And particularly, maybe some of us don't even know what like pelvic floor. What does that mean? What is that? Totally. Like, yeah. You know. So it's, it's doesn't have to be a scary mystery. It is this most simple way to think of it is that it is the sling of muscles that holds your guts in from below. Uh, not romantic definition per se, but that is what it is. It is a group and set of muscles. There are no bones that hold our organs in from beneath. That is soft tissue and muscle. And that is the pelvic floor. It has to do with bowel and bladder function, and it has to do with intimacy and sexual relations with our spouse as well. So all of those functions are part of the pelvic floor and the, it is absolutely impacted dramatically by pregnancy and birth. And no matter how you give birth, there's no easy way to get that baby out. As we all know, no matter how you give birth, your pelvic floor has gone through a lot of stretching and it's been basically holding the extra weight of a, of a bowling ball or a watermelon on it for that entire pregnancy growing heavier and heavier. And so no matter how the baby comes out, your pelvic floor has been through the stretching, the changing, the lengthening, the pressure of carrying a full-term pregnancy. So by no means do I want anyone to think that a C-section means you can't have pelvic floor issues. Quite on the contrary, it, it can be even more complex certainly to recover at that point because it's a major surgery. So now you have an abdominal wound and your pelvic floor has carried a full-term pregnancy. So yes, layers of complexity here. <laughs> Pun intended. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's something that, you know, what I tell sometimes like first time moms is like, I think even too, when I, I think I felt a little bit of this in my fourth is even after when you have a cesarean and you stand up for the first time, it literally feels like your insides are going to fall out. It's like you literally feel like not because there's just a wound like pelvic floor wise, you can feel how like. I would say it like light, but heavy at the same time. It's very, it's a very strange feeling when you first get up because you're like, yes. whoa, okay. And so that to me is like, it does not matter what type of birth you've had. Mm -hmm. You still got some pelvic floor, you know, um, healing to be done. And it's, you had yeah, mentioned it's been through a lot, no matter how right. it comes out, it's already been through a lot. <laughs> Right. And I think particularly too, it's like you mentioned a C-section, you know, it's like, you're not just healing from the, you know, the surgery, you're healing from your pelvic floor, mm -hmm. but also too, you were healed. You have a wound, a size of a dinner plate, mm -hmm. like inside Five, your yes. uterus. So you're healing from that. So there's three things like, you know, triple whammy going on right there. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it doesn't matter. This is still doesn't matter. Pregnancy takes a number on your body and yes, particularly your pelvic floor. And I think giving our bodies that grace and acknowledgement is the first step in healing. And right. to remember it took nine slash 10 months to get here. It's going to take much time to heal and we need to give our bodies grace and patience and stillness and rest <clears throat> when, when possible Yeah, <laughs> in that healing. And I think even 
productive pelvic floor healing starts there in that early postpartum. The more you can heed your provider's advice, most midwives have great advice about the appropriate (laughs) amounts of rest that we are supposed to take after we give birth. And the more you can heed that advice, the better you're setting yourself up for long-term success, including core and pelvic floor healing. It starts there. I think that's great to just like emphasize is like rest and, you know, our culture is just so twisted when it comes Mm -hmm. to the postpartum rest and particularly it's hard because to get out of that mindset. I mean, even when I had my fourth, there were times where I was like, oh, I feel good. Like, but then I had to like reel it back in. Cause I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm just two weeks postpartum. Like I don't need to be doing these things. And it's like a lot of it's just that automatic autopilot yes. cultural thinking. Go, and go, so do, do, do. Mm-hmm. right. We associate our value with productivity and, and it is a true test to see how much we can dissociate from that identity <laughs> to yeah. have a healing filled postpartum. And right. And that's like, it's so, I mean, it affect. I mean, just the idea of the pelvic floor and the healing is like, if you just take the time to do this, you will feel internally so much better like yes. the long run the end goal is just keep your it's eye on it. the prize yes <laughs> it's yes think keep the eye that, on the yeah. prize and think of that rest as being productive because it is an investment in your healing journey as you mm-hmm. said in the long-term journey of where do I want to be how do I want to be able to function with my family if I don't heal well now it's not going to my vision may not come to fruition. So resting in that time is productive. It's exactly what you need to be doing. And that's, and your body will tell you if that drainage picks up that low key, it's your body saying, Hey, uh, that was a little too much too soon. Please back off. Please lay yeah. down again. Please. Rest. Your body's like, help me. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> help me help you. Don't yeah. So much yet. And you know, so many things, there are so many little action steps you can take, whether you're freshly postpartum or anywhere along that journey, that are things that you can do to choose to do and not do that are ways to be kind to your pelvic floor. <laughs> right. And I think, <clears throat> too, so we talk about the pelvic floor when it comes to postpartum, but I think, you know, why it's good to have even a strong pelvic floor before and after we have the baby, because what role does this pelvic floor play in childbirth and why it's important during our pregnancy to strengthen and support it? Yes. And I think in what I would pitch yeah. is that in, in fact, instead of focusing as much on the strengthening components, as we talked about uh, before we hit record, the energy of birth is that of surrender and allowing and letting go. And that is actually what our pelvic floor needs to be able to do for the most peaceful and smooth birth experience with the least amount of injury is actually to stretch, to relax and to open. And so as opposed to focusing so much of the attention on strength for pelvic floor to prepare for birth, things that are even more productive to my mind are breath work to allow the pelvic floor to relax and lengthen and open Uh, peacefully (laughs) without resistance, things like deep squats and stretching are going to be your absolute friend in preparing your pelvic floor for the least injured birth experience, more (laughs) so than focusing on strength per se in that period. And that's an incredibly important component to add in to pelvic floor preparation for birth is 
the breath work, the letting, the allowing, the stretching, the relaxing, because that's what the pelvic floor's job is. It's really kind of to get out of the way. <laughs> right. And those are some of the things that I usually recommend <clears throat> my moms. And when, um, you know, in my classes is like, you know, I want you to be healthy and I want you to do these things. I, and, but when it comes to exercise, you know, I want you to mainly focus on exercise that do the stretching that really yeah. focus on the breath work, because those things are going to come in handy during childbirth. But a good aspect, what you're bringing up too, is like, not just looking at it from this is what's going to prepare you for birth. It's going to help your pelvic floor and it's yes. going to, you know, um, help it feel supported. And so <clears throat> I think that that's a good aspect to look at when it comes to exercising in pregnancy is don't just do it because it's going to help you maintain weight or help you not gain extra amount of weight. No, look at it from a perspective of we're stretching, we're doing, we're letting our um, body stay relaxed and not tense. We're using breath work. So that way, because we're going to need to know how to breathe during labor. Yes. Like that's a huge yes. component during childbirth is breathing properly. And in my classes, I do teach the proper breathing technique and I do teach and show this is how we breathe through these certain things and how do we distribute our breath when we're going into second stage and, you know, to not put too much strain on our muscles or in other areas that can, you know, cause unnecessary damage or not be effective during labor. So I think looking at it from that aspect of breath work, stretching, relaxing for the sake of your pelvic floor, because of how important it is for childbirth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And things like, um, you know, many women, like you said, we, it's a cultural thing. Again, we get too focused on how we're looking and, and what we'd be better served to think of is more of the function and the dramatic event our bodies are about to go through. And how can we be kind to our bodies at that time, both prenatally and in postpartum? So our body has an incredible system already built in place to let the joints spread and loose and prepare for birth and that relaxing, as you know, what what that does is it leaves our joints unstable and that's okay, but we want to honor that. And that continues through breastfeeding. So one tiny tidbit of care for hips, back, pelvic floor, core is that we don't recommend returning to any high impact exercise for the duration of, of breastfeeding even. And no one is educating women on these things. You're going to be at a greater risk for injury because the tissue by, by natural design is still in its loosey goosey state and there's purpose there, but we want to learn to work with that, not against that. So we want to choose gentler forms of movement and exercise to honor that journey that our body's on. Right. And I think that's great for you to mention that because breastfeeding is such a huge part of a lot of women's postpartum journey. And it's like the honoring our bodies because I, the way I like to look at it is like, yeah, our bodies are not going to be the same, but we need to honor our bodies and know and like begin to just love our postpartum like body versus like despising it or being ashamed of it. And it's yes. like the internal parts of our body too. It's like, we need to be doing that healing to restore our hormones, our minerals and but too like our actual physical body. So let's not do anything that's going to 
further damage it or not let it heal and kind of connect back to where it needs to be health wise, you know, um, in our new bodies, you know, and so let's not do anything during that time. Let's just focus on bonding with our baby and, you know, doing things that we enjoy, like walking and slow impact, (laughs) slow, you know. Yes. Don't jump back into that stuff when your body's natural journey isn't, isn't indicating that it would be the kindest thing for your body. And we want to remember the miracle that we just created a new life. I mean, I don't know if there's anything more incredible than that, but it was an epic journey that we went through. So we want to honor that recovery. And there are so many other little choices you can make, especially in early postpartum, but anytime after you've had a baby, especially if you're having any pelvic floor or prolapse like dysfunction, so many other small choices you can make to be kind to your body and to minimize flare ups and improve healing. And so many of those steps are make sure you're adequately hydrating for your tissues to heal make sure because also a dehydrated urine is a bladder irritant. So don't think that if you skimp on water, you're saving your bladder because you're actually causing (laughs) dehydrated urine to build up, which is going to irritate your bladder further. So that's not a win. Um, And, but along with that, keeping the fiber or if, you know, if you have a special bowel condition, doing what you need to do to really optimize the consistency of your stools using a toileting stool, because every time we go to sit on the potty for pee or for poop, that's a pelvic floor function. And it happens many times a day. So if we can use a toileting stool, a squatty potty, really tweak the fiber, the hydration, the diet to keep those stools soft, not overly soft, but optimized in consistency, not too hard, not too soft. Every time you make those small choices, those are ways to be kind to your pelvic floor, to encourage healing, to protect it from injury. Other things are active rest and relaxation. The more you can stay, I love you. I've heard you talk about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. The bladder is connected to our sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So if we want to heal our pelvic floor and all the function that happens there, the more you can choose active rest and relaxation to keep your body in that state of, right? We've heard of fight or flight is this is rest and digest. The more we can (laughs) actively choose to keep our body in that place in whatever way that that means for you, whether that means prayer, whether that means meditation, whether that means listening to your favorite podcast, anything that you can do to pour into that cup of keep keeping me in rest and digest is going to encourage healing. And there's so many choices you can make. And I'll make sure to give you a link, our favorite at home technique for keeping your body in a gravity friendly rest and digest position is called our decompression position. I'll make sure you have a link to that. You can do it at home and it is an incredible gift to your back, your hips, your pelvic floor, and your nervous system. So you want to talk about productivity. That's productive rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can get in this quick, easy position at home and feel all of it just go. <sighs> and that is a huge component of healing and taking care of yourself from a holistic place, including pelvic floor health in that mix. And all these steps are things you can easily do and not do to have a positive effect. You can make sure you're not lifting and carrying anything that's too heavy, especially in those early healing stages, because that adds downward pressure. Don't rush to get back into your pre-pregnancy clothes, because when you add compression to your middle that it's not ready for, 
that could be underwear, that could be shorts or pants, that pressure has to go somewhere and guess where it goes, especially if you've had a weakened or injured pelvic floor, it goes down. Okay. So something as simple as choosing to stay in your maternity clothes longer, size up in your pants or underwear. These are all ways that you can be kind to your pelvic floor and your body in general. So all these things make such a difference and they're easy action steps we can all take. That's so great. I love how you were talking about how the bladder and the parasympathetic and the sympathetic mind, because I think one thing, you know, moms who are listening is to get an idea of this. Some moms, some of us don't feel comfortable using public bathrooms to do certain bowel movements. Right. And it's that's your parasympathetic and your sympathetic mind, part of your nervous system. And it's like because you do not feel safe and comfortable to make those certain bowel movements in these public restrooms because of fear of, Oh, somebody else is in there. Like I'm embarrassed because what if I accidentally do this and like somebody's in there or smell or, you know, uh, whatever, you know, it's like, or just the fact of feeling rushed because you're in a public bathroom, people waiting on you, whatever it is. It's like, that is a good indicator to prove that your bladder and your you know, digestive system is connected to that parasympathetic and sympathetic part of your body, Absolutely. your nervous system. So I love how you brought that up because I immediately thought about, you know, wow, I'm not personally, I'm not comfortable going to doing certain bowel movements like in public, you know, like if I'm at a party, like I'm not going to want to do this because that's kind of embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, this just is, I know moms out there probably feel the same. Like they're like, yes, girl, like we ain't going to do this here, you know? So it's like, I, that's a good way to like prove like this is all connected. Like everything is connected in this way. The more nervous or anxious we are at baseline, then the more hyperactivated or irritable our bladder and bowel will be. So if we're, if you're peeing a ton of times a day, that can be connected to your sympathetic nervous system being overactivated. And so it it is truly all connected in the end and things, the public potty actually discussion brought up one more point of making sure another way to take care of pelvic floors to make sure you're not um, trying to push your pee out or rush that process. A lot of moms, right? The toddler's banging on the door and the water (laughs) is boiling over on the stove and we're oh my gosh, I'm going to shave off a few seconds here. This will save me, you know, the time that I need. But when we push our (laughs) pee out to try to rush that process, it adds downward strain and pressure to the pelvic floor, which we don't want to do. And it actually causes urine to be left and retained in the bladder. And we want to always make sure just something as simple as giving yourself the gift of a passive peeing experience, (laughs) you know, you are worth the extra five seconds to relax your pelvic floor and let it all come out peacefully on that (laughs) squatty potty. (laughs) Or you have kids in the other room. Like in my case, my kids are older, like, oh man, they're probably in there like, you know, hammering on each other. Like they're probably, they're fighting. So I need to get out because I need to break up this fight, you know? So don't push the pee out. It's not actually saving you in the long run. It's causing you to have to go back sooner, increases chances chances of bladder infections and your UTIs and um, can cause you to have to get up in the night to pee too, if you're not completely emptying. Right. So it, it all comes, it all goes back to functioning well in the world when your pelvic floor is functioning well. Yeah, that's great. Great information. Um, So what are some, so we've been talking about the pelvic floor, how important it is and things like that, but what are some symptoms that our pelvic floor is not 
feeling supported and that what our modern medicine and what we hear often from providers is that like, oh, this is normal. Welcome to motherhood, but are not. Can you explain some of those symptoms? (laughs) There are so many. And part of what we love to because our approach is much more holistic and different from what else you'll find. It is a host of issues that in fact are all connected to a functional pelvic floor and core, and they can all, all these things can be restored and fixed and brought back to normal. None of this, no matter who has told you, none of this is stuff you just have to live with. I promise. And that includes leaking pee for any reason, be it the laugh, cough, sneeze, jump kind, or the, oh my gosh, I got to go now and didn't make it kind. Something Anytime you're peeing more than 10 times a day, I don't care how much water you drink. Yes, I'm serious and I'm talking to you. (laughs) That is a sign that pelvic floor is not functioning well. If you're getting up in the middle of the night to pee, that is not normal. And I, it's crazy how hard it is for women to accept that. Um, we've never taken care of a woman. I don't think who came to us with that being her primary goal to fix, but in our private support community, That's usually one of the first things women come back and report as a joyful victory that they didn't even believe was possible. They came because of the leaks and in a few weeks they're sleeping through the night and they are mind blown (laughs) because yes, it is possible. It is not something you have to live with. Things like chronic back and hip aches, like many women were, were soldiers, right? We're moms, we're, we're soldiers, we're like no, I'm not in pain. My back doesn't hurt. My hip doesn't hurt. And then you ask, you dive a little deeper and you say, well, how are you sleeping? Well, my back kind of wakes me up at night and like, or my hip, my hip wakes me up. Or I do kind of have to constantly stretch. I feel like I have to constantly stretch my back and they show you the pose they're doing to stretch it all day. None of that is stuff you have to live with. And it's all connected to the same center of gravity dysfunction, things like dysfunction with intimacy, be that just weakened sensation, diminished sensation and diminished pleasure, or be that actually pain before, during, or after is not normal and is not something you have to live with. Um, so yeah, getting up at night to be another one that is one that I've dealt with is particularly upsetting to live with for me has been that feeling of heaviness or pressure or a bulge down there. Mm-hmm. And that is a very disconcerting feeling. It makes you feel like, why is my body broken? Mm-hmm. I thought I was made for this. And it is mm-hmm. a terrible weight that you don't even realize you're carrying around until it gets better. And then you're like, wait, I can feel normal again. I feel good. I feel whole. I feel restored. So the pressure, the heaviness, that bulge is not something that you have to live with forever. These are all things that, you know, many times we just accept because we don't even know who to ask about them. It's so personal to talk about Mm -hmm. this stuff. And then when we do get the courage to ask someone, we're offered a solution we don't want, pills, invasive devices that you have to penetrate yourself with your pitch surgery. And if you're anything like us, that was not acceptable. Those were not solutions we wanted in any way. And so that's what led us to find a new way because number one, you don't have to live with any of that. Number two, you don't have to, you don't have to make the choice to choose the solutions that are pitched in the traditional medical system as of today. Wow, that's so great. Like, that's so eye opening, just even the thought of like waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, because a lot of people just think like, oh, I have a small bladder or oh, it's because baby is small bladder. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, I just drink a lot of water before I went to bed, like all of that might contribute to it a little bit, you know, right? Components, nuggets of truth, but 
Right. The deeper mm-hmm. truth is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and why it makes sense in a, in a way why while we are pregnant that we do use the restroom a lot because yes. of that pressure on the pelvic floor but because it is being stretched and right because you got a bowling ball it. sitting on it right so that's right. A, that's sometimes unavoidable but if right. those things persist past <clears throat> you've given birth and it's been several weeks several months many years later, you might still be dealing with this stuff. Whenever you decide, this is a question that I get pitched at birthday parties and from my kids' teachers, once they figure out what I do for a living, everybody will pull you aside to the party and the Mother's Day event and say, so I heard about what you do and I've got this thing and this thing and this thing. And it's very interesting because while many, most of us are dealing with some different combination of all the things I just listed. Maybe in nobody's picture is going to look exactly the same as someone else's. But the question I get a lot is like, how do I know when it's time to do something about this? Mm-hmm. And girl, that is a personal choice. You get to decide you, when yeah. it has impacted your life enough that you are ready to make a change. That is when you need to take a change, take, take a stand and take action and whatever path it is that you choose to solve these issues it's, it's a personal choice. When, what's your threshold? What's too much for you? Is it, is it when their intimate life is compromised? Is it waking up at night? You're like, my baby's older. I'm done with this. I'm, I want to sleep again. Is it, um, one girl recently was taking a summer vacation and she had had leaks for a while, but something about being in a swimsuit on the beach and having it happen where you can't be wearing a pad and it's running down her leg. She, that was her final straw. That's enough. And so mm-hmm. where your breaking point is of when you decide I've had enough and I'm ready to change this is very personal and up to you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I think that was going to be my next question. Like when is the right time to start them? When is the right time to take care of it? And you just said, you know, when enough is enough, you know, and it's like, they're just, and everybody, like you said, has their own threshold, you know? And so it's good to know that it's not like if you start, you need to start this when you're pregnant because that's the only time you can start it. You know what I mean? Or like the only time to start it and that you can start it is in postpartum right within these three weeks of having the baby. So it's really good to know that no matter where you're at in your journey as a mom or as a woman, that you can start anytime you want. And that's really great to hear because it, it gives hope, I think, for us because it's like it's never too late. It's yes. never too late to start and it's never too yes. late to get to, this in order to see positive change. Yeah, our bodies right. are, are truly, um, designed <clears throat> for healing and it's just incredible. That's why we choose holistic paths for our own healthcare personally, Jen and I, and this fits so perfectly into that. Um, we choose those paths because when you find a holistic health option, you're basically just giving your body a gentle nudge to do what it was trying to do anyway. Our bodies are always trying to work for us and it may not feel like it at the time, but they are, they're always trying to move in the direction of healing of homeostasis, right? As they call it, that kind of happy medium of function of all of our body systems. And when you take a holistic approach to health and healing, it doesn't have to be aggressive. It doesn't have to be, it should never be adding pain or dysfunction or anything uncomfortable. It's giving that gentle nudge. And there is a way to do that with the pelvic floor now. And, and as far as what's the right time, all those other things we talked about, those little daily choices of ways you can be kind to your body and pelvic floor are always appropriate. You know, all the things we talked about earlier from the squatty potty, the fiber and hydration, sizing up on the waistbands of pants, being mindful of lifting, 
being mindful of high impact exercise, all those things are things you can do anytime. And they're always pouring in positively to that cup of healing and function. Right. And I think that's like, if you guys could see a video, like I'm just nodding my head because everything that Christina is saying is just so like amazing just to chew on. It's like meat chewing on, on it. It's I not, it. I love it because <laughs> you're just chewing and chewing. Cause it's just, and it's so flavorful and it's yummy and it's delicious. And so I'm loving everything that Christina is saying because it's just so, I feel like sometimes with moms, they feel like, well, I let my body go or I let myself go because I'm in this season of my life. So there's just, there's nothing I can do about right now. And I can just live with it. Like I can manage it. And it's like, it's never too late. And particularly like your body wants to feel safe. Like your body wants to feel safe. And I usually say this a lot. It's like, because I learned it in my own health as like, you know, working with a um, nutritionist practitioner, holistic, you know, and she had said, She's like, your body, there are ways to make your body feel safe. And that's through nourishing yourself, hydrating yourself, um, not doing anything that's going to cause like overstress to your body, whether it's yes. internally or through physical activity, because your body, she, she just went through this whole thing. And it just was so pivotal to me because I'm like, I want my body to feel safe because if it doesn't feel safe, it's not going to function like the, at a hundred percent. And I, uh, right now, I don't feel 100%, but there was a point in my life where I did feel 100%, and that felt amazing. So, like, I know what it feels not to be at 100%, but I do want to be there. So, it's like you just doing these simple things, like you had mentioned, this holistic approach is going to be gentle and graceful yes. and merciful to your body, yes. um, but it's going yes. to create safety you're telling your body like you are safe by doing these things. And so you had talked about this holistic way. What is this holistic way and what are, what, how can we do these things safely at home? Absolutely. So you'll start with all the action steps that we've talked about already. That is, that is a great starting point. And when, if, and when you decide you're at, you've crossed that threshold of this amount of dysfunction and issues is not okay with me forever. And I want to take some action and I would like to take an at-home and holistic approach to healing this. Um, if you don't want pills, you don't want surgery and you don't want to have to be penetrated with devices, then the signature program that we have created through our personal journeys and through the research would be a fantastic option. It is an at-home program that involves an exercise tool that is external <laughs> It's not internal. It's a movement series that teaches you relief techniques as well as the healing exercises and movements. So they're movements that feel good to do and that you can do with your clothes on at home with your kids present. And so it fits into your life as a mom because we've dialed the routine down to 10 to 15 minutes a day. And so it truly fits and it works. It undeniably works. And we know that because we have the data and the testimonials that stand behind it. <laughs> So if and when you are ready to draw that line, and this option sounds like the right and aligned path for you, the signature program would be a perfect fit. Tighten your tingler. We have that to offer. And if you are pregnant and thinking, gosh, I'd really rather not go down this path of pelvic floor issues. I'd like to heal properly the first time. We have an offering for that as well, because we realized we were getting more interest from moms who are pregnant and not yet having any problems, which is so exciting because it's all these women 
proactively taking their health into their own hands. And they said, well, what can we do? And so we drew from our own experience. What do we wish we would have known to stop and to not end up where we did? And we created a guide called Healing from Home for that as well. So whether you're into in, in, interested in the prevention piece or whether you're dealing with issues you'd like to not live with anymore, uh, we have something that would be a great fit for both of those cases and scenarios. And we're so excited to be able to offer just for your listeners, Amanda, a special coupon code for $50 off either one of those offerings. Uh, it'll be MomGut50, M-O-M-G-U-T-5-0. <laughs> and that can be applied to either one of those solutions that you can take and apply at home. And because the pelvic floor healing journey is is can be complex and very personal, you also will have access to personalized support on that journey through the signature program. It is an at-home program, but it comes with membership in our members-only private community where we run challenges, we stay engaged daily, and we make sure that you receive the coaching and support to customize that journey so that you can get the results that are published in the research that give you back your confidence and your quality of life. That's awesome. I love how you said, you know, women, when you talk to women, they're like, I wish I would have known. And those are things that I hear all the time as like a childbirth educator and somebody who's very pro, you know, mom and pro supporting of mom is, you know, I wish I would have known that these were my options or I wish I would have known. And it breaks my heart to hear that every single time because I'm like, man, if you just would have had the right tools or like the right person in your life at that point of your life to just give you that resource or this resource, it would have made all the difference it for you. your whole journey. And it really could. Living with these issues gets to, gets to us at our emotional core. It is our center of gravity. It's our center as women emotionally and energetically, our, our, our womb, our pelvis. And mm-hmm. to feel broken there and speaking from personal experience is a weight that you don't know how to put down and that you carry around in the cloud that's over you all the time. And to find freedom from that and to know that you don't have to be there anymore is an incredible gift of lightness and dignity that can be restored. And that that's that the weight of that gift is a massive <laughs> Right. And I think too, everything that you've shared today, like is, I think of so many women who are, you know, older who can benefit from this information too, because there's women in my life, you know, who have, from what I know, from what they've shared with me, they do have pelvic floor after knowing what's normal and what's not normal, you know, and it's like, there's, this is just good information. And I even think like, I mean, (laughs) I even think of about, you know, sorry, husband, sorry, babe, but like, I even think about my own husband. I'm like, geez, like maybe there's something going on there. So it's like, it's just, it like tickles the thoughts, like as you're, you know, pun intended on that one too. But it's like, it just, you start to think about, well, I, this happens. I mean, that doesn't sound like it's normal. Maybe I do need the help. And so even if you are listening today, you might not even be freshly out of postpartum. You might not be anywhere close to pregnancy. You might not be even pregnant right now, or you might not even be in postpartum right now. But the thing is, is that this information is good for anybody and it's never too late. And it's always great to work with a resource that knows how to show you so that you can actually do the healing properly versus like, 
I don't know what I'm doing. Like, is this even right? You know, like I read this and like, I don't even know, like I need visuals or I need somebody to like actually tell me like how to do it. This is what Christina has is just amazing. So I would highly encourage anybody who is realizing like, oh, dang, like this is, (laughs) I need to stop. Like I need to get like some help here. You know, this is a perfect program to go through. So I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Take advantage of the uh, the coupon because we specifically made it for you. So moms, get on it, get, get a part of it. Christina is amazing. And I'm sure her partner, if she's anything like Christina, is amazing. From what I'm hearing, she is. Yeah. And the community is really great. So I just really highly encourage anybody to take advantage of this offer as well as just to get the support they need. This is a resource. I have her on my podcast for you guys as a resource. Like, here you go here. I'm the, I'm the middleman. I'm just connecting you guys together. That's what (laughs) I'm doing here. We are still a small enough business that Jen and I are the ones behind the scenes. If you find us on Instagram at titan.your.tinkler, find us on YouTube. We go, we do all kind of deep dive rabbit hole, very personal teachings about the nuances of all this there. And you can also find us certainly at our website on our email, hello at tightenertinkler.com. Email us. We are the ones answering your messages and we'll point you in the direction to find the care that you need, be it with us or anyone else. And so many questions come up around this because everybody's situation is unique. And that's also why we've got a five minute quiz. We took the questionnaires that guided our research and made them into an online quiz. And it is very cool because in five minutes you will get a score that will tell you, okay, how bad is this really? And am I a good fit for this program based on the data and the research? And you will also quickly see in five minutes how connected so many little things you might have separated into separate little buckets actually are and can be solved with one problem. So take the five minute quiz on our Instagram bio, on our website. It's a great place to start. If you're like, is this me? Could this be me? I'm not sure. Take the quiz. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I know everybody loves doing quizzes. I mean, I see them oh, yeah. all over, all over, like, which Disney princess am I? You know, like, well, this one's a or... little more personal, but it's productive. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's great. I love it. So, all right. Well, Christina, I know you had mentioned this, but why don't you go ahead and just tell everybody where they can find you and everything like that. I know you just mentioned that, but I want to make it very clear so that if anybody's missed it, they have a second chance like totally. to hear Girl, it. <laughs> we are in all the places. We're in all the yeah. places, whether that if you are a YouTuber, find us there, tighten your tinkler. If you like to go straight to the website, tighten your tinkler.com. And you find us on Instagram. Um, we try to keep things, you know, as slight as you reasonably can with some fun little reels over there at titan.your.tinkler and all of our resources and freebies. I'll make sure to have those links to right below. And our email is hello at tighten your tinkler.com. Don't be a stranger. We're real people. We're really behind this. And we would be delighted and honored to help you along your healing journey. That's awesome. And you can also email me letting me know that you just gained so much information from this at CBE coaching at simplified birth and motherhood.com. But also to email Christina and tell them thank you so much. Cause I mean, she has such a passion for this. She loves it. I can see the smile on her face right now and how much joy she has and just sharing this information with you guys. So just giving her like, Hey, thanks. Or if you just really enjoy listening to this episode, I would encourage you to leave a five-star review and telling me what you were encouraged by sim- resonated with loved or, you know, how you relate 
to this current situation or any of their episodes that are on this podcast. I just want to encourage you to do that. Just let us know that you're there because we love hearing from you. We love the personalization. And I mean, this is why we do it, right? Because you know, just to like absolutely help people and know that they're being helped. I mean, that's what we want to do. We want to help somebody because it helped us so much. So yeah, just go ahead and do that, mom. But all right. Thank you so much, Christina. And I just really appreciate you coming on. Super honored and just really loved, loved, loved all the information that you shared. Definitely got my mind going and awesome. thinking of everybody I know to share this podcast thank with you, for Amanda, sure. <laughs> for your courage and all the ways you support women every day as well. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. I love it. Well, that is it for today's episode, mom. I hope you were encouraged and we will see you next time. Bye. Hi again. Thank you so much for listening to this great episode. If you had learned something today, please make sure you leave a review in Apple Podcasts and share with another mom friend. Also pop on over to our private Facebook group, sign up for our email list and connect with me on social media, which are all linked in the description of this podcast. I can't wait to see you over there and connect with you. Now go listen to your mom gut because wisdom will guide you and chances are it won't let you down. Until next time, cheers.